welcome to the Other Side Podcast. I am your host, Tiffany Rufino, and I am here with the frame to my picture, Mr. Rufino. Hello. 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 Why, hello. (laughs) And welcome back. If you have been a listener and if you were just joining us, welcome to the Madhouse. We welcome you with open arms. Uh, Before we start our topic today, I'm going to throw off Mr. Rufino with a random question. Because this question will be posted a little bit later on my Facebook page for our audience. But I'm going to kick it off with you. Okay. And the question is, what, how do I want to phrase this? What tradition or old wives tale did you believe growing up that you know is not real now, but you still adhere to it? And I don't mean... Let, let's be very cautious on what we say on the air because it's not about holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, but just like maybe, you know, the step on a crack sort of thing or just kind of like a repetitive behavior that was instilled in you. What's what's something that you still do, even though, you know, there's not a likelihood that anything's going to happen. Hmm, that's an interesting one. Let me let me let's do parts of the show. And then I'll, I'll I'll marinate on it. Oh, no fun, no fun. Yeah, there's nothing I, that comes to mind for you right off the top of the like the top of the dome. Well, there are certain things that I do that are not superstitious, but it's like little habits that I pick up. Like I tap things in fours. Uh, so if I like, tap my desk by accident, I tap it three more times. There's little OCD things like that. And it, but it's not that I'm. Go- I think something bad is gonna happen. It's just I've been doing that since I was, you know, I was, I don't know, a teenager. So I still do it. Okay, so that's more of a habit than yeah. something that was instilled in you. Okay, all right. So marinate throughout the show, and and we'll come and revisit that. All right. All right. Cool. So today we are going to talk about things from the customer perspective. Uh, I wanted to talk about. I think we talk about leadership a lot. We talk about. Being a leader, being a mentor, being a coach, or or the difference between being any of those versus being a manager, and then also, uh, you know, the employee's point of view and uh, how to grow yourself as an employee, but also how to be a participant, a team player, and how to negotiate conversations or you know things like that. But we don't often talk about things from the customer perspective, and it. It always happens that the topic comes to me very last minute before we start because we had a whole other conversation planned. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What I was thinking of was the TikTok, oops, the TikTok that you showed me earlier today with the older gentleman who talked about being online at a drive-thru. And uh, as he was online at the drive-thru, the customer behind him was laying on the horn. And so he went ahead. Do you want to finish the story? Well, yeah, it was it was kind of hysterical because um, the TikTok, the way it's presented, it makes you think one thing and then just gives you a 180. So the the guy said that the woman behind him was leaning on the horn. And so what he did was when he went around to the first window, he said, so I want to pay for the the order of the person behind me. And the first thought I said was, "Okay, kill him with kindness. And so, but then he, when he went to the second window, he said, well, I have two orders. <laughs> so he took his order 
And he took the order of the person behind him. But when the woman behind him got to the window and realized that he peed, she was waving and all Mm -hmm. nice to him and, you know, trying to non-verbally thank him from, you know, being the car behind him until he took her order and he never got to see the look on her face. Yeah. (laughs) And so I think about, you know, different things being an employee working with the customers and, you know, in times that we're in where there's so much pent up anger and frustration over whether or not to wear a mask and what stores to go to and that sort of thing, you know, customers have different rights and different perspectives as well. I remember being an employee and in the waiting room of the place that I worked at, a bunch of customers started talking about all the things that you're not even supposed to talk about with your family at like a holiday meeting, at a holiday meeting, at a (laughs) holiday dinner, right? You know, they started talking about uh, sex, religion, and then it went into politics. And, you know, I had to just stand there and I, I listened and I could tell the conversation was escalating very quickly. It was uh, two females and a gentleman. And I just listened and I kept a blank face and kind of just like looked out the window because I was enjoying. And they asked my opinion. And so I just said, that's a trap. Yeah. And I was just like, um, nope, that's not how this works. This is between the three of you. The three of you can hash it out. I'm just here to make sure there's no blood spilt. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I also think about being a customer in a store. You've witnessed this plenty of times where I've had the employee, um, like all of a sudden I'm not the customer anymore. I'm the therapist. Yeah. For the employee, because something happened at work, something, uh, you know, happened between them and somebody else and me as the customer. I just, you know, they'll ask me how I'm doing. And I'm like, I'm doing great. How are you doing today? And that opens up an ocean Mm -hmm. of emotions. And, you know, I don't know how it comes across as far as how I react in my mind. I'm thinking, okay, I'll be polite, I'll go ahead, I'll engage, and, you know, let's have this conversation. From your point of view, because you've seen this plenty of times, what does that interaction look like? Because I know you're cringing and just wanting to get out of the store at that moment, but Mm -hmm. what do you see happening? Well, I see... It it generally turns out to be a positive interaction, but it's not... it, It goes away from being a customer and business person interaction and it goes into exactly what you said so it ends up being like a therapy thing yeah and so it's not like it's almost like whatever you're doing in the store whatever business you have in the store is secondary to that conversation Mm -hmm. which is part of what makes it uncomfortable because you're I know for me, I'm not expecting to have that. I guess I expect it more now because it's happened so many times. Well, you put your headphones on. Like, if you're going to the store solo, you make sure you have your headphones Mm -hmm. in so that nobody talks to you. The challenge that you have now is that with the AirPods, you can barely see that somebody has them in. So people will start talking to you anyway. And you have a blank stare of, do they mean me or somebody else? Because I don't Mm -hmm. know (laughs) where this is going. (coughs) It's also part of the reason why sometimes I grab the frozen stuff first. (laughs) <laughs> why so you could rush out hey i gotta go i got ice cream oh yeah just point to the fr- <laughs> mm-hmm. got it um i don't personally mind it i think it could be overwhelming if you are a customer that's going through your own stuff and then an employee you know decides to let loose on you but i also think that there's 
a reason for you to be in there in that time and place. And again, it goes back to a previous podcast where sometimes the purpose of something happening isn't about you. It's about what you could bring to that person, you know, in that moment. And that's why you were gifted that opportunity to turn someone's day or perspective around. I think it changes when the employee doesn't dump on you verbally but because they got dumped on, the attitude is there. Okay. And so it becomes one of those, like, you're wondering what you did wrong to cause this employee to be so upset because all of a sudden they're kind of like manhandling your food, slamming things down, or they are, you know, ripping hangers out of the clothes and just tossing it in a bag and everything's kind of rushed and and done angrily. <laughs> And you're sitting there like, I just met you. I know I didn't offend you. What is going on? And you're almost fish. What's the word I'm looking for? You're almost baited into asking, mm-hmm. is everything okay? <laughs> like, yeah. Is, are things going to be okay once we leave here? You know, like, are you going to be all right? But at the same time, as a customer, you're kind of mad because of the amount of money that you have spent, regardless of if it was a small amount or a big amount. It's still your money that you're giving to this place of business that ultimately is paying this employee to be there. And the customer service is expected to be there as well. Like I traveled out of my house, especially in these times, to come here to purchase something for you that helps keep your store open, that helps pay you. And I'm getting an attitude. Help me understand. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So what do you do in a situation like that? Um, I don't engage. So like I'll nod and depending on how I'm feeling on a particular day, like if, if I see that my experience is uncomfortable, I may just walk out. Like it's not. It's, it's not, not that serious. To... Yeah, it's I, I can I can get a T-shirt somewhere else. It you know? will take a lot for me to abandon a cart that I spent time and dedication to picking out items. And, you know, if I've committed, I've committed. Mm-hmm. Um But the end impression is something that will help me decide whether or not I'm going to return to that store or if I say something in that moment or if I like if it's really that serious, like it would have to be serious for me to ask for a supervisor or manager. Usually I ask for a supervisor or manager if it's a great experience, because I think it's really important that people get acknowledged when they provide a great experience. But uh, I will try that first line of defense first and just be like, you having a rough day? You okay? You know, like, and I'm also very observant. I think you are, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you're very streamlined and I came in for this one thing and I'm leaving with this one thing and then I'm going to the car, like very linear in yeah. what you're doing. Where I've, I've got blinders on, um, but there are times where uh, I'll go into a store and I almost feel like, you know, because this has happened to me from the employee side. I almost feel like when when somebody's having a bad day, every customer that they see that day has a lotto ticket and eventually somebody wins the lotto and that's the person mm. that they have to. And it doesn't have to be like a negative thing. Some people find really positive ways of just kind of being negative. No, well, I'm just, kidding. just positive ways of <laughs> of venting, of like releasing that whatever it is that they have. Um you know, they, they might relate it to what you're doing, right? Or they might um, uh, channel that into a different type of energy. 
But whenever I win that lotto, it's it's never comfortable for me because I'm not I'm not a really a person that uh, enjoys in like, especially with people I don't know. I don't like knowing about people's extra stuff. So um, especially if you're not getting a chapter two, three, four, five. Six. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so like for that, I'm I'll just be like, OK, well, I'm going to uh, I'm going to kind of find a way to exit. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, look at the time. I didn't even realize I shouldn't even be shopping right now. Does that influence whether or not you come back to the store or can you not speak to that because you don't really engage in that? It depends on the store. Um, I mean, there are stores that I have. Of it'll, boycotted. Yeah, it's, it, <laughs> it'll be a very long time before I set foot in there again. Yeah. But, um, you know, then there's others like where. Especially for us, we live in a smaller town, right? So uh, there are there are maybe a handful of a store that sell a thing. Mm-hmm. So if you go on a boycott a boycott route, then eventually you're just gonna what do you just shop at Amazon and that's it, right? Um, so it really depends. Um, and then the other thing is like if it's for example like your internet service provider and you have a bad experience. You don't really have a lot of choices for that. So the best thing to do there is to let the company know so that they can work at making the experience better. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a little bit at a time. Mm -hmm. I think that um, I used to spend more time writing because that's what I felt comfortable with and writing after the experience to whoever's name I could find on the Internet. Uh, not so much in a review, maybe once or twice if it was a travel destination. I think, you know, there's so much money that's spent in the hotel industry that if you have a bad experience, then you got to make sure that other travelers have an idea of what to expect most recently. Granted, it could be that one out of a million lottery, you know, sort of thing. But I think it also, let me give you an an example. So what are we, maybe Five or six years ago, we went to a hotel for a work event and it's a bunch of uh, gorgeous people walking in because they're all done head to toe. You know, that was Mm -hmm. the the dress code and looking professional. And so I can see how that's intimidating when a group of people uh, looking as great as they did walked in. Right. And so sometimes what people do is if they're intimidated, they kind of cover that up with humor and joking and things like that. And so the people at the front desk that were guiding or giving direction or letting us know where the restroom was or where rooms were and the check-in and everything else, um, they said something sarcastically to me about a shirt I was wearing. And then as I, you know, I, I was cool. I kept it calm and I'm not just going to go into the specifics of it, but, uh, you know, I was with a friend and just kind of let it go. But my ears are bigger than they look. And so I heard them joking about me as I walked away. And so I didn't say anything, but I'm just thinking you have an entire company that's coming to your location, hosting an event or a training event for a bunch of people. And you're choosing to probably make fun of somebody you shouldn't at this point. Like you don't know what my role is or who I could speak to or, you know, If I had told my leaders at that time that that situation occurred, I guarantee you 
they would have said something to whoever the superior was, whoever the front desk was, and probably would have uh, ended the relation. Like that's how big it would have gotten because I know that my leaders have my back in that moment. But for me, it wasn't that serious. However, I made sure never to go to that hotel on any of my travel events moving forward. Yeah. You know, and um, and I wouldn't recommend it for any future events. So when thoughts came up of where should we go, I would say anywhere but here. Right. So just for us, that was cut off right then and there, which is fine. Um, And I think it's a matter of really sometimes as a leader, you got to do the whole um, what's that show where they go? Oh, undercover boss. Mm -hmm. You have to undercover boss yourself. And whether it's you're sending in a friend or a family member to your place of business as a customer, I think it's important to have the experience that um you would expect but also to get the feedback honestly from somebody that's being sent in to do that job for you uh what are your thoughts on that that's a lot to unpack so um it sounds like you're saying it's limitless hey other siders are you looking for the perfect decoration to adorn your home with or what about a seasonal wreath for your favorite holiday exactly the way that you want it Limitless Adornments creates beautifully unique, 100% custom wreaths all year round. Each wreath is handmade and custom made to celebrate your favorite holiday, hobby, or just a place in your home. If you're interested in placing a custom order for your own personalized wreath, look up Limitless Adornments on Facebook, Instagram, and Etsy to make your perfect wreath a reality. Mention the other side to receive 10% off your first order. Don't forget that if you're interested in being a sponsor of the show, go ahead and email info at theothersideenterprise.com so that we can uh, get a conversation going. And before we go back into being a customer and experiences and just another, the other side of business, I want to go back to the superstition. So have you thought about a superstition that not that you necessarily have to believe in, but it's still a habit for you to do that behavior yeah this is a weird one so um the question or what you do no what i do oh should i I, like censor you first or no i mean well (laughs) i say weird one but it's just because i i know i have no effect on this but i would i still do it and it came like i was thinking about it and you know recently i started to um order uh baseball hats again and rebuild my collection i used to have a ton of them and so i'm a huge yankee fan um from new york so obviously and one of the things that i would do is when the yankees were playing um i would always wear my yankee hat during the game and if they were at bat my hat would be backwards (laughs) 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 but but i would wear my hat backwards if they were if they were at bat and when they were in the field, I would wear it forward, and hmm. I had to switch it. And so that translated into other things. So depending on what I'm doing, um, whether it's whether I'm working on a project or whatever, I will switch my hat forwards and backwards because somewhere in my head, I think if I don't wear my hat the correct way, something's gonna break. Hmm. It's almost like your hat is your version of the mood ring. Mine is really simple. It's 
and I thought of this while I was, uh, you know, just cleaning up after dinner. I spilled salt. So it's still the uh, habit of yes. taking the salt and throwing it over my shoulder mm-hmm. and then wondering why my floor feels so grainy later on in the day. <laughs> and then remembering, oh, yeah, I spilled salt. Does that mean I have to re-throw it over my shoulder? <laughs> um, so that's mine. But I did have a ritual watching the Knicks, too. I had to wear my Knicks jersey every time the Knicks played and I watched them on TV. Did you wear it forwards and backwards? No, I did not. <laughs> um and I also had a, uh, like, I would have my own saying that if it was in the fourth and they were down to, like, the last two minutes and they were close in points, then, you know, it was, I always had to say, like, you know, go defense, go defense, go, or whatever it was, you know, depending on the positioning that they were in. But, at, like, I had my own chance, I had my own rituals, I had my door closed, like, leave me alone, Knicks are playing, you know, and my parents and my brother respected that and... Um, it was just my own thing, and I just got myself amped up watching the game, and I, that's the whole part of watching sports, I guess. Yeah. I, um, but that's being a customer, too, right? Because even being a spectator, you're a customer of the sport, and they had enough passion to instill in me to want to be that dedicated to watch the game or go to a game. I think we can do, like, hours and hours on people's dedication to teams win or lose, mm-hmm. because in... You know, when you're a customer, as you say, or like you're a fan, but you're a customer of that sports team, there's something that they do to keep your your brand loyalty. Mm -hmm. And even if they're losing, it's not the winning that that does it right. In Mm -hmm. a lot of cases, it's even when they're losing, people are like, well, I'm not taking this Knicks hat off. I'm not taking this Yankee hat off. So that's that I think that's another rabbit hole to to go down not even a rabbit hole like my mind is just now whirling thinking about how we could let's do that wednesday we'll do that for wednesday's topic don't forget okay (laughs) so going back to the customer's perspective i think that there's a couple times where i mean there's more than a couple of times but of uh going above and beyond and even just most recently i had a doctor's appointment and now prior to meeting this doctor i couldn't tell you the last time I had a primary care physician. It was just, um, you know, not a thing for me to go to the doctor. I would do maybe urgent care or like the televisits and things like that. So finding a doctor wasn't uh, a priority for me because if I could just see somebody, then I'm good, right? Yeah. And then, you know, in talking with friends and in talking with you and understanding different things that were going on, I find that it is important that it's somebody that knows your history And has seen you, you know, like on your good days, but also on your not so good days so that they can, you know, help evaluate you quicker and get you to feeling, you know, better quicker. Right. And so the doctor that I am seeing, I have seen her a couple of times. You've seen her a couple of times. We absolutely love her. And uh, most recently, you know, the last time I saw her was February and then everything happened with COVID. So Mm -hmm. Um, my appointment was pushed, but I wasn't in a position where I needed to see her right away until I had to talk to her about medications. And so, you know, I went in and you kind of feel guilty sometimes at the doctor's office when you don't necessarily follow the plan of action that you were given in that, like I was supposed to have my blood work done prior to seeing her. Um, I took my, I did some research. I took my medication, a little differently than how we had discussed, um, but within the guidelines of the medication. 
And I was just very open and honest with her. And this was the first time that and um, that I had a doctor that didn't make me feel like a child that, you know, I did something wrong or that I outsmarted her or, or anything like that, because I certainly didn't, but that I didn't make her feel less than and she didn't react that way to me. And she was, you know, and I said that to her, I said, I just want to thank you for not getting on my case about, you know, these situations And she said, as long as you're honest with me and she said, and you're doing something that you did research on and, you know, that's within the guidelines. She's like, I understand why you did it. And she was like, so, you know, we can move forward. We're both working together for your health. It's not just one of us. And I think that's important from a customer point of view, especially when, you know, she is in a very busy office. She's seeing people day in and day out. She asked about you while I was there and, you know, I didn't even prompt her or anything like that. She knew. Um, I think making it personal is uh, important, especially in services such as that. Yeah. And I mean, the the healthcare system, um, it's so delicate, right? Because you're dealing with, in a lot of cases, life and death. You're dealing with people being anxious uh, some people are not sure what the outcome of certain things are going to be. So there's there's always a, a heightened tension with that. And I can tell you just recently um, I did a, a, a teleconfer a tele visit for with a doctor. And it was um, it's something that a mess. <laughs> yeah, it was really bad. And, you know, what you said about, hey, I know I know myself and. You know, I may not have gone with the plan of action, but we're working together, etc. This particular doctor, and the only reason I did it was because it was a busy week, and it and was I an urgency, and yeah, it was and the I didn't only have way to a, get in. Yeah, I didn't have a chance to to set up a an appointment with uh, the my our primary uh, doctor. But the important thing is to feel listened to, mm-hmm. right? And I, it's good that we're using um, a doctor as an example. Because that's like the everything is dialed up to 15 out of 10. In that scenario, it's like, okay, all, all hands on deck. Or everything if, has to... in your case, from a two to a three. <laughs> <laughs> but but what I'm saying is, like, it's it, that's if there's going to be a situation not to mess it up, that's the one. Well, I, from the patient point of view, too, yeah. right? Like, uh, a lot of times patients take things out on the doctor because of their uh, insurance or their health care uh, costs and things that are sometimes out of the doctor's control, which is why they separate themselves from the front office, right? The front office handles the claims. The doctor is the one that puts you in a position where, you know, you talk about your next plan of action, that sort of thing. Um, I could also think back to uh, an experience I had at a department store. This was at Macy's um, probably about three years ago. And I was on my way home after a long day. It wasn't in our city here, but it was in our state. And um, on the way home, I was just like, okay, there's a bad storm. Let me stop at the mall, kind of let the storm pass. Because Florida storms are, you know, 15 minutes at most, around 4 o'clock, and then they're gone. Yeah. And so I went ahead and I went to the mall and I went to Macy's. And I was just looking for a pair of shoes and um, because I had a trip coming up. And the store was a mess. I mean, it it looked like people had just gone in, picked up an item, threw it behind them and kept moving like nobody purchased anything. So the employees were super busy cleaning up and recovering the store. 
Um, but this one employee came over to me and she asked, you know, what I was looking for. And, you know, she kind of had an idea of my style because I was still in my work clothes. And, um, you know, we started talking and she was like, I have just the thing for you. So she started bringing out a couple of things and they were perfect. They were the right fit, the right style. Like they were just on point, exactly what I was looking for and the right price too. It wasn't, you know, a higher price or whatever. And I did find out that she worked on commission, which is why I'm surprised she didn't try to upsell me into something higher. Like she gave me the clearance price shoe versus, you know, the latest, greatest thing. Um, but then what she did was, uh, she connected with me. Let me get your name. Let me get your phone number. Let me get your email. When I see something that's your style, I'll go ahead and I'll email you with what that style is. You can purchase it online. I'll hold it for you. And then when you're this way, come and pick it up and you know, we'll just make it easier for you. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I didn't even know personal shopping was still a thing. I felt like Carrie Bradshaw and sex in the city. Like, can I just take you everywhere? You know, do you work in other departments? This was, I felt catered to. And when I think about, uh, you know, and I know that we're going to go into this on Wednesday, but just kind of to bring it back, I think with sports, we get to know people's names and we get to know their backgrounds and their stats. And we get to start thinking we know them in real life, some of these people. And, you know, they become celebrities, uh, you know, either in the big world or in our household on TV. And we don't have that connection with our customers anymore as businesses. And I think that's something that can be looked at from a business perspective. Like, why don't you have your employees or your managers on your Facebook page posting a video of what their favorite part of working at that store is and what their um, top customer uh, satisfaction policy is for themselves? You know, like if it was me and I was filming a video and I was a, a, a employee in the store, I would say, I love this store because they have the greatest quality and they also have a great return policy because we want to make sure that you love what you get and that you get what you love and that you keep coming back to us. So, you know, we stand behind that and I'll be here to help you out to make sure that you don't have to do that extra step. Just something sweet and quick that has my name that posts up at the bottom of the video, but it's on my Facebook page so that people start to, to like recognize faces like, oh, hey, you were on the Facebook page, right? Or you were in that TikTok video in the store, right? Like you guys all did that cute little thing. Just something to make it seem that there's not a disconnect between the public and the business. Um, <laughs> actually, the uh, the place we bought my car, um, it's interesting because it's a local dealership. But we see the guy that sold us the car on commercials mm -hmm. all the time. Yep. And that, you know, I, I constantly went, oh, let's call this guy up because he's the guy from the TV from the, the, the TV commercial. So it does, it does like add to that. It's branding. Like the, the prestige, the branding and all of Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And I think that as business moves forward and technology becomes an enhancement for different things that people would have done in the past, it's even more important in the competitive market for a business to separate themselves from other businesses based on the experience they give the customer, because there's no amount of technology that's going to be able to do that for the customer with the exception of making it intuitive or fast paced for the mm -hmm. customer, that instant gratification, right? So how do you up your game while you have the employees that you have? Cause I guarantee you businesses are starting to, um, cut back on the amount of employees that they have because it doesn't justify 
the cost to have the payroll based on the amount of customers coming in because more people are buying online. Yeah. So how do you still make it personal that way? And how do you even, like I said, if you do the, I'm telling you, if you do the videos on Facebook for your business, people are going to be drawn into your store again. They're going it, to, it's going to make it your neighborhood friendly store, even though it's a, a nationwide brand name. And if you can make the connection that way, people are going to feel like they want to, they have a familiar face to go and talk to versus walking in and not sure what they're walking into. So I challenge you to think about, you know, um, as a customer, what your best experiences were and, um, you know, what part you played in those. And then how would you take that to the business that you're in now and take the customer service experience a step higher? Like, even if you're just comparing yourself to yourself, what's the next level for you to go from great to greater in customer expectations and check out my Facebook page later today under Tiffany Rufino. So you could answer what superstition did you believe as a kid? And you may not believe now, but you still kind of do just out of habit. I look forward to hearing from you until then stay safe, stay healthy. And thanks for hanging with us on the other side. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share. We'll see you next time on the other side enterprise.